It is officially transfer portal season in college football. So which LSU Tigers have entered the transfer portal already? What are some names that could hit the transfer portal? What does that mean for LSU? What position groups should LSU target in the transfer portal? And what are some names that LSU should target? All things transfer portal on today's edition of Locked on LSU. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, y'all? Welcome into Locked on LSU. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we are part of the Locked on Network, your team every single day. Today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on College, all one word, for $20 off of your first purchase. All right, let's get into it because this time of year, it's a wild time of year in college football because you're wrapping up conference championship weekend. We got Army Navy this weekend. Then you've got the college football playoffs. We just got you know the top four in the college football playoff. Of course, a decision that was met with a whole lot of controversy, rightfully so. We got the early signing day happening in late December, but also it's transfer portal season. The transfer portal as of Monday is now officially open, but you've seen a lot of posts on social media, a lot of tweets after the final game of the regular season of players stating their intentions of entering the transfer portal. So before we get into exactly who is in the transfer portal, what LSU should do in the transfer portal, Let's go, let's just remind ourselves of a few things here as far as the transfer portal is concerned. So just first and foremost, there the NCAA has tweaked transfer portal rules just to try to respond to the absolute wild, wild west. That was the transfer portal, but it is crazy. Over a thousand players in college football have entered the transfer portal, which is nuts. It's far and beyond the largest number uh, since the rules changed in 2021. There is now a 30-day transfer portal window that started on Monday. So that starting Monday, over the next 30 days, players can enter the transfer portal. Now, reminder, players do not have to commit to their next school within that transfer portal window, within that 30-day window. Players just need to enter the transfer portal within that 30-day window. They can go much. They don't have to commit to their next school until next March or April if they if they don't want to. Of course, there are benefits to committing early, but you just have to enter within that 30 day window. Also, one of those other changes that occurred in 2021 is that if you transfer for the first time, you don't have to sit out. If you transfer for a second time, as long as you are not a grad transfer, you will have to sit out for another year. So if you're a grad transfer, you're automatically eligible. If you transfer for the first time, you're automatically eligible. If you're not a grad transfer and this is your second time transferring, you will have to sit out for one year. Great. Establish those rules. We will always go back to them whenever we talk transfer portal, but it's been a minute. You know, it's been a few months since we talked transfer portal at this length. So 
Just wanted to get that out there. Another thing is something that I talked a lot about maybe in April, the springtime, springtime transfer portal window. Because reminder, there's a 15-day window after spring practice where players can decide to transfer if they'd like to. I always think determining the reason why players would like to transfer or decommit, you know, it, uh, it applies to recruits as well. I think that's important that one of those reasons could be a coaching change. So you might see players at Texas A&M entering the transfer portal, which we have seen and we will get into. You might see players at, say, Michigan State to enter the transfer portal because they want to go somewhere with a coaching staff that recruited them. Got it. The other reason might be playing time, where you're buried on the at the bottom of the depth chart. You want to get more playing opportunity. The second is if you're unhappy with your team, how your team is performing, if you have goals of winning a conference championship, winning a national championship, and you don't see a path at your current school, but you feel like there's more to offer elsewhere, that's a reason why you might transfer. And then there's, of course, the just personal reasons. If you want to be closer to your family, if there's um, if you're just it's not working, if you're just not happy where you are on campus with the school, with the administration, you know, classes, let's not forget they actually do go to uh, go to school too. So it could be any number of, of just personal reasons. But I would say really for the most part, it's coaches, it's playing time, and it's just happiness within the program. So with that being said, let's break down the players that at the time of recording on today, Tuesday, December 5th, which LSU Tigers have entered the transfer portal. There's four right now, which is the third fewest in the SEC, Alabama and Texas, which is crazy that we're not talking about Texas as an SEC team. Each of those teams have two transfers, the most South Carolina and Vanderbilt at 16, 17, 18 and counting. So only four so far for LSU. Now, I would expect more to enter the transfer portal. More on that in a second. But let's focus on those four names that have already decided they will transfer and have entered the transfer portal. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, none of these surprised me. The first is cornerback with Terrence Welch. He played in six games this year, recorded 10 tackles. Four of those are solo I was excited about LaTerrence Welch going into this season because he was the lone scholarship corner returning from 2022 to 2023. So I thought, okay, LaTerrence Welch is a guy who's been here, who has played limited snaps, but is more established within this program than any other player on this roster. I thought LaTerrence Welch was going to be able to play a larger role than he did. But it looked like you know, all, all of the transfers in this year, even last year, you know, Greg Brooks being one of them, um, they got priority over LaTerrence Welch. And then when the transfers started to get hurt, then players like Sage Ryan or true freshman Javin Toviano, they would kind of go through rotations with LaTerrence Welch. So not only are you not a consistent starter, you're also not a consistent backup. The Terrence Welch really was more than anything a depth piece, more of a rotational piece. It doesn't surprise me that Terrence Welch would want to hit the transfer portal. Now, the thing that it does hurt is numbers because you're already struggling with numbers for a uh, DB. You are you you need you need corners, you need safeties. I think the positive thing there is though, while you're losing depth, you're not necessarily losing a uh, you know 
an All-American cornerback in the Terrence Welch. The second name is Bryce Langston, a defensive tackle. He only played in one game in 2023 where he recorded two tackles. You need interior uh, defensive line help. You need de defensive line depth. You need to replace some of those pieces on the defensive line that inevitably are going to be on their way out. But Bryce Langston, again, a depth piece that you didn't get a whole lot from. Armani Goodwin, Trey Bradford, two running backs. They have entered the transfer portal. Now, Trey Bradford put a, a graphic out on social media, just said, I'm leaving due to unforeseen circumstances at LSU. I hope that Trey Bradford finds his place. I find I hope that he finds you know, a foundation. He's been all over the place. I mean, remember he was at LSU and then he transferred to Oklahoma. And then he said, wait, no, just kidding. I want to come back to LSU. And then he didn't go to LSU. And then he came back to LSU. He's gone down a very strange and odd path. He's been at LSU on three separate occasions and is now leaving again. Uh, so a little strange there with Trey Bradford. But also, we only saw Trey, action from Trey Bradford, I think, in only one game this season. If I'm missing, if I'm forgetting about one, please let me know. But I think we've only seen him in one game this season. And, of course, Trey Bradford scored the first touchdown of the season on that opening uh, opening series against Florida State. And that was about all that she wrote with Trey Bradford for the season. So, again, that one doesn't really surprise me. Armani Goodwin, another one who I thought that he was a good, again, depth and rotational piece at running back. But overall, you've got some young guns in Trey Holly and Caleb Jackson. You may potentially have Logan Diggs if he decides to return. Now, I do think that running back is a position that LSU should continue to look at in the transfer portal. But losing Trey Bradford and Armani Goodwin, along with Bryce Langston and Terrence Welch, you're losing depth pieces. You need depth, but it's those aren't killers for your program. And I think that's important. And I'm going to explain why I think it's important coming up next. So tickets, buying tickets for sporting events, for concerts, comedy shows, now that it is now the holiday season, you might be going to Christmas-themed concerts, anything like that. It can be unnecessarily difficult to find those tickets, but not with game time because game time is fast and it is easy and it is my favorite way to buy tickets for all of the sporting events, concerts, comedy events, and theater events near you. They've got killer last-minute deals and all-in prices. Views from your seat so you don't have to guess if there's going to be a you know, view-obstructing pole in front of you. You don't have to guess, all right, which sideline are we on? Where in the theater are we at? No, game time is completely transparent. Plus, they've got the best price guarantee. So game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I mentioned it's my favorite way to buy tickets. I'm actually hoping. This person isn't listening to the podcast, buying tickets as a Christmas present for one of my family members. And I didn't even bother with third, third party ticket prices. I went straight to game time, got those tickets, knew that I got the best price. And I cannot wait to gift that on Christmas morning. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E, -L -L -E -E, for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We're part of the Locked On Network, your team, every single day, and Locked On, 
has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSU, like I mentioned Four current LSU Tigers in the transfer portal. Now, let me say this. I fully expect more players to enter the transfer portal. There's 20, at the time of recording, 29 days left to enter the transfer portal in that 30-day window that started on Monday. So expect to hear a lot more names, not just at LSU, not just across the SEC, but across college football. Expect to hear more names enter the transfer portal for a few reasons, because exit interviews are going on now. That coaches are having these conversations with draft eligible players, with players with no eligibility left, but also players that might have, you know, questions or conversations about their future, that if those meetings happen and a coach says, hey, you know, player XYZ, we don't really know how much playing time you are going to get. We're going to shift our focus to some of the younger players on the roster, developing those players. We think that you're going to get more time elsewhere. We think it's in your best interest maybe to go elsewhere. Those meetings, those conversations, those, those do happen behind closed doors. Not all of those may have happened yet. So expect some of those names to uh, to kind of come down the pipe here. So I, I expect more uh, names at LSU, and, and that's okay. A lot of times, whenever we see a player transfer or a, a, a recruit decommit, honestly, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you are too. It's kind of instant panic. And it's instant questions of, well, why? What was wrong? What, what did the coaching staff do? What's going on that we need to know? Is, is this something in the locker room? Do they have a problem with the coaches? Why don't they want to come here? And totally, totally fair response. Um, sometimes it's just, we don't have a place here anymore. And I think that those four players that have entered the transfer portal are proof of that. That I don't think it's anything going on in the locker room. I don't think it's a problem with any of the coaching staff or the coaches as to why LaTerrence Welch, Bryce Langston, Armani Goodwin, and Trey Bradford don't want to be at LSU. It could be as simple as we want to play X number of minutes and that opportunity is not afforded to us at LSU. That's okay. It happens at every school in America. And I think it's actually a good thing. Because I think it's a sign that your your program is in a position that it can start to, I'm going to say weed out. And I, I don't mean that in a negative way. Because it's nothing but the utmost respect for those four players. But it's essentially weeding out players that that cannot play to the level that is expected of them. And it's transitioning your focus to the future. It's transitioning your focus to the homegrown talent. Those players that you recruited and signed coming out of high school. Because I think the transfer portal is an incredibly important aspect. It's paramount for building a team. But those players coming out of high school are paramount for building a program. And that's what Brian Kelly was tasked to do. That's what Brian Kelly is in the process of doing because you can build a team through the transfer portal, but you're going to be stuck doing that same work the next year. We saw that with the cornerback room from 2022 to 2023. Trent, you, you pretty much 
builds up the entire cornerback room exclusively of transfer portal players. Well, a lot of those players exhausted their eligibility. So you found yourself in the same position. You can't build a program like that when you're constantly fishing through the transfer portal for players that couldn't get a starting job elsewhere. So I think it's okay. And I think it's a good thing that you find yourself in a position with as much confidence in the rest of your locker room and as much depth that you have to say, look, our focus is elsewhere. I think the other positive thing here too is there have been fewer players enter the transfer portal year over year over year, as long as Brian Kelly has been at LSU. And they have taken fewer transfer portal players year over year over year. I want to say year one, I want to say they took either 16 or 18. Last year, they took 14. Now, I remember there was a mass exodus at the end of the 2021 season whenever Brian Kelly was hired, Coach O was fired. I mean, he had 40 scholarship players. Everyone was gone. Everyone was either in the NFL draft or the transfer portal or who knows where else. You're seeing fewer numbers leave. And it's not just a numbers game. It's also a level of talent game that you're losing guys that were supplementary depth pieces. You're not losing consistent 12 game starters. You're not losing your game changers. And you're also where it is right now. I said, I I expect more players to enter the transfer portal, but there has been no buzz that would lead me to believe that those players you have yet to enter the transfer portal, but plan to enter the transfer portal or think about entering the transfer portal are going to be your consistent starters and your game changers, nor are they the young and promising player, young freshmen or young players that maybe haven't gotten a ton of playing time, but you expect to be pivotal and foundational players for this team this season or moving forward. Look at like a, you know, a, a Shelton Sampson, for example. And I'm just using him as an example of a player that we haven't seen a ton from, but we can expect to play a much larger role this season and into the future. No buzz like that of a young disgruntled player that's fed up with being at LSU doesn't like the trajectory that the team is going down. So it's not just the numbers. It's not just the quantity. It's also the quality of the player that you could potentially be losing or not losing and what that player means to your program, that it's not a consistent starter like a Makai Wingo. It's not a consistent starter like, a you know, pick any, you know, starter that still has eligibility left that it, that's not the case. If you look at programs around the country, look, Ohio state's starting quarterback just entered the transfer portal and Kyle McCord, same thing, Dylan Gabriel, at Oklahoma, you're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of players enter the transfer portal out of Ohio State, starting players. That's not happening at LSU. And I think that's a positive thing for Brian Kelly. And I think it's a positive thing for the direction of this program. That in the last three years, you went from 40 scholarship players in a bowl game to now four and counting, granted, four and counting players in the transfer portal and really not a ton of, uh, of, of players that you will rely on entering that transfer portal. So positive thing, all good things for LSU. But what are some position groups 
that LSU should target in the transfer portal, not just about players leaving, but about bringing players in. And we'll get into that after a couple of words from our sponsors. All right, I want to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is fast and it is oh so easy. When you are hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. It has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And you want to bring that person in fast because we're starting a new year. You want to start 2024 on the right foot and you need to do that with the right team member. One of the greatest things about LinkedIn is that it's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion, billion with a B, a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. So thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, easy, and most importantly, it's free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. Rolling along here on a transfer portal edition of Locked on LSU. Touched some on some players that have already pledged their commitment to the transfer portal. And again, that's cornerback LaTerrence Welch, defensive tackle Bryce Langston, and running backs Armani Goodwin and Trey Bradford. But what are some positions that LSU should focus in on in the transfer portal. I think defense is probably the most key here, the most important. Corners, safeties, defensive backs, you need them desperately. You need numbers, you need starters. Now, it depends on the status of two players in particular of just how paramount and just how pressing finding court corners in the transfer portal is for LSU this season. And that is Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut. So Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut, they're both under scholarship. However, they've both been away from the team for a good bit of the season where we haven't seen anything from Denver Harris or Deuce Chestnut. Really, the only thing that we have heard about those two players from Brian Kelly is that they're away from the team. No more information than that. But Brian Kelly spoke with the media on Tuesday. He said that those two will not travel for the bowl game. They will not play against Wisconsin in the bowl game. But he does have meetings scheduled with those two to talk about their futures. I don't know what those futures look like. I don't know if this year was a a paying of dues, so to speak, for Denver Harris. I don't know what happened with Deuce Chestnut. I, I, I wish that I did, but I don't. So I don't know what those conversations are going to look like. If those two prove both off the field and on the field that they can be reliable starters, then great. That's two corners that you don't have to worry about. There's also a very high likelihood that neither of those two are going to be pivotal pieces of your cornerback room moving forward. 
they both have already transferred. So like I mentioned, all of our transfer portal reminders at the beginning of the show, neither of them are grand tra grad transfers and both of them have already transferred. So if they do decide to transfer, wherever they go next, they're going to have to sit out a year per NCAA rules. Of course, they can apply for, you know, an exception from the NCAA, but you know, more likely than not, if they do decide to transfer, they would have to sit out a year. So what's better for them? Sitting out a year or sticking it out at LSU? I don't know. That's their own personal decision to make. But I think that the status of those two is pivotal when looking at the, the you know, 360-foot view of the cornerback room and the DBs as a whole. You need safeties. You need corners. Uh, you know, a general manager, an NFL general manager told me, you never have too many corners. I believe that. We've seen that. We've seen that on full display this past season that you truly can never have too many corners. Um, interior defensive line, I think, is going to be key. Defensive line really as a whole. You know, just your front seven as a whole, I think, is going to be key for LSU. And, of course, one name that we're going to talk a lot about as we go through this transfer portal process. And, of course, we'll chat with, with Lockdown's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith. I'll have that podcast up for you tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about Walter Nolan. He was the number one, number one, not just number one in his position group, not just number one in the state, but number one overall player in the 2022 class. He's been at Texas A&M for the last two years. He is one of the best defensive linemen in the country. He has entered the transfer portal. Another thing to remember with the transfer portal is you can enter the transfer portal and decide to just go back to where you were. And Walter Nolan has come out and said, look, I'm not, sold on leaving Texas A&M, but I am going to kind of take a free agency tour. So could LSU be in the mix for Walter Nolan? It is believed that he is in the mix, but isn't a front runner. He's from the state of Tennessee. U the University of Tennessee was his number two option coming out of high school. Tennessee had a much better defense this past year. Tim Banks has proved to be a much better defensive coordinator than maybe we thought in the first couple of years under Josh Heupel. So could he decide to go there? Absolutely a possibility. Georgia is on the table for Walter Nolan as well. So it's a, it's a, an incredibly competitive recruiting process for Walter Nolan, but he's one to keep an eye on. He is the one to keep an eye on as far as defensive linemen and as far as, you know, edge rushers, interior defensive linemen are concerned. Um, as all the you know, conversation as a whole, uh, Walter Nolan is the name to look at. Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver is another position of need for this team. And we're going to go more in depth into this with Brian Smith on tomorrow's edition of Locked in LSU. Uh, but you're losing Malik Neighbors, who, I mean, we all know he's going to enter the NFL draft, as he should. He's going to declare for the NFL draft. Uh, Brian Thomas probably also will as well. So you're losing your two leading receivers. I would expect Kyron Lacey and Chris Holton to both come back for next year. And then also you've got your, your true freshman that didn't get to see the field a whole lot this year. And Shelton Sampson in a, uh, um, the, the true freshman class. But I wouldn't hate to see a little bit more experience and a little bit more depth at wide receiver just because you are losing so much experience and depth with Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors. One name I'm looking at is a, uh, a former Vanderbilt receiver, Will Shepard. He's from Mandeville, from the North Shore area. He was Vanderbilt's leading receiver on the year. Over 600 receiving yards, eight touchdowns. I know those aren't the sexiest stats in the world, but keep in mind Vanderbilt had a revolving door at quarterback this past year. Vanderbilt wasn't a very good team this past year. Will Shepard is incredibly talented. I would say that Will Shepard is one of Vanderbilt's top three, top five players. Um, so that's one that I'm looking at. 
a ton of receivers in the transfer portal and a lot of receivers with Louisiana ties. We know that that is one of Brian Kelly's big pushes, uh, big priorities when recruiting and looking at the transfer portal is connections to the coaching staff, connections to LSU, connections to the state of Louisiana. Now, one that I do want to get into more, I'm just going to touch on it here, we'll get into it more on a future podcast, is quarterback. And I know it's incredibly difficult to find a quarterback in the transfer portal just to be your backup, because the reason why a lot of those quarterbacks are in the transfer portal is because they want to be a starter somewhere. But I don't see, as, as long as you have a conversation with all of the quarterbacks in that room, which would now be Garrett Nussmeyer and Ricky Collins, and then once signing day happens, most likely a, a signee in the 2024 class, have a conversation. Say, look, Ricky, we love you. We view you as our quarterback of the future, but you have zero experience at this level. Garrett, we love you. You're our starter, but we need an insurance policy. And hey, what's wrong with a little bit of a, a spring ball competition? What's wrong with a little bit of Garrett Nussmeyer going up against another experienced quarterback, another veteran quarterback? They, they can push one another. That's something that I talked a lot about in, uh, in fall camp and spring practices last year is Nussmeyer and Daniels were pushing each other throughout the, the offseason, that they were forced to work even harder because there was somebody else that was kind of nipping at their heels that was coming up right behind them. I think quarterback competitions, not controversies, because that's such a dramatic term, but quarterback, con- oh, my gosh, quarterback competitions, I think are nothing but a positive thing. So I would not hate to see LSU bring in a transfer portal quarterback for competitive purposes and for an insurance policy, knock on wood, if Garrett Nussmeyer did get hurt in the middle of the season. We saw Garrett Nussmeyer have to take a few snaps in uh, in Jaden Daniels' absence a few times this past season. So you never know. Giving yourself that insurance policy is so incredibly important. We'll get more into the transfer portal, players to watch, positions to watch in tomorrow's edition of Locked On LSU when we break it all down with Locked On's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith. But also, I did mention that another Brian, Brian Kelly, had a press conference on Tuesday afternoon, what he had to say about potential coaching changes on the horizon. We'll get into that on tomorrow's edition of Locked On LSU.